0: You're listening to the Northeast Roundtable Podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. I realize I said weekly podcast, and we didn't, <laughs> and we didn't record last week. <laughs> yeah, you're a couple times a month podcast. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. When we get around to it. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 120. Wow. Um,
1: we say it every week, like, wow. Like, I know, like we're so math. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> just math. Wow, yeah.
0: What comes next, I wonder. <laughs> uh but yeah, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Andrew and with me like 85% of the time is I was going to say Corlin. <laughs> nope Cameron. Good morning, everyone. And uh Corlin is not with us this morning and uh just as an update, he's kind of taking a little bit of a break from the podcast just dealing with some life stuff and family stuff so uh he'll be back at some point mm-hmm. but uh just for his own i think he's making the right decision just to kind of focus on other things right now so for a while it'll just be the two of us well we have
1: we have older kids and we've been married probably a decade longer and you ever get that like so you're going you're going again hey hun uh, in the morning and they're like juggling to make lunches and stuff it's like gotta serve
0: <laughs> yeah i'm so, i'm working for jesus sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. i guess molly's in uh pretty much a routine right with your your morning oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah. uh yeah so like today the lucy uh she does volleyball doesn't Talia do volleyball uh, i know
1: she sat out this one.
0: Oh, yeah. she got she got cut right <laughs> <laughs> yeah she sat out exactly. <laughs> uh, she chose not to yeah yeah so tuesdays and thursdays she lucy has uh volleyball practice at eight It's funny because I forgot to tell Molly usually assumes that Thursday mornings, but at uh, all, he's, you know, mm, stirred at five o'clock. And then when Molly came back into the room, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I have to leave. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you can get the girls ready before eight, right? (laughs) You'll swing by just to pick them up for volleyball practice. Yeah, so I'll run home and then. On those days, Ruby just runs around the church for half an hour until it's time for school. Yeah. <laughs> so that pays to live across the street from the school. 100%. Anyways, um, yeah, today we want to talk about uh, spiritual gifts. Uh, I was trying to think, we may have done an episode, like episode six or something mm-hmm. about spiritual gifts. That's like three years ago. Um, but uh, the reason being, uh, right now as a church on Sundays, we... We're going through the book of 1 Corinthians, we're kind of in chapter 12 right now, and then 13 and 14 specifically deal with uh, the gift of tongues, speaking in tongues, and prophecy, and uh, some other gifts are mentioned as well. But, uh, I mean, you only have so much time on a Sunday morning, uh, you know, 35, 40 minutes, and we wanted to just like kind of unpack a little bit more about our experience with spiritual yeah. gifts. I'm, I've am i already had some like good comments and feedback from people about, you know, um, I don't, I don't know if uh, certain gifts still exist today and what if they don't and I've never seen them and mm-hmm. you know uh, I've only seen gifts abused. I had someone on Sunday who was like, yeah, I grew up and my mom uh, told me that she was a prophet and then, you know, she gets direct revelation from God and that's, you know, she would tell me to do things and I think it was not a good situation. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, just to like, uh, we thought even to share a little bit from our own experience uh, uh, with the good and the bad of these gifts and yeah, I don't know. I
1: appreciate it on Sunday how you did make it very clear that we believe that those gifts are still relevant for today and, and we see these two the pendulum swing either one way or the other and I think that's a that was a good reminder and a good caution that just because in our context we've seen maybe more examples of of something that we would discern discern to be inappropriate um there is a real caution to swing the other way and just say oh I've not seen it or it's not been a part of my um faith tradition so it doesn't exist yeah I think that is a it it is something to be mindful of just looking at your own um perspective like your own place in the world geographically your own your Mm. the, the way you were raised because i have heard it explained quite well that sometimes uh in the west and in the way that we were able to be um you know, raised in, in in a in a day and age with just such incredible and intelligent modern medicine, And like there's a lot of diseases, ailments, um, things, uh, the the intense poverty that we've not had to, to deal with. Mm. And so then, I've heard on the flip side, it's like, well, there's other places in the world where miracles look a lot different than they might here, right? And they're still they're still necessary for the revealing of the goodness of God, and and yep. Um,
0: yeah, so there's two. Uh, in, in case people are new to the conversation, there's two main points of view. One would be called uh, cessationism, which is a big fancy word for meaning uh, certain of uh, certain sign gifts mm-hmm. don't. Ex- they've ceased. That's where cessation comes from. Um, so basically, they would say gifts like speaking in tongues and prophecy and healing and miracles were only given to the church to like confirm the apostles message essentially. And then once, once we got, you know, the Bible, we don't really need those gifts anymore. That would be one view. And then the other, the flip side of that would be the continuationist, which you can kind of guess. <laughs> yeah, I know these gifts all, uh, continue and, uh, It seems like they're given for the church until Jesus returns and let's use them correctly kind of thing. Uh, Oh, actually, I I would say there's also the charismatic, which can kind of get into the weird where it's kind of like, I don't know if that's operating in the way that you think it should be. So. Um, there's people in our church. I had, uh, breakfast with someone on Tuesday who said, yeah, I think I'm a cessationist. I think that, uh, those gifts were, you know, good for a time and we don't need them anymore. So like cards on the table. I, I think, uh, Tim Keller, he said, I'm a cautious continuationist, <laughs> which I just thought was like, okay, which I think that's just a continuationist. Like, I don't think you have to clarify that, but I think he was just trying to be like, I don't go for all the weird, crazy stuff that like actually is not what the Bible says. Like let's all just at the same time do crazy. So I would be a a continuationist. I think the gifts uh, exist for all time. I just think, like I said on Sunday, I think that we, we see them used incorrectly and maybe not even, it's not even what the gift is. So right. then if if it was like, oh, the gift's like that, then I'm like, yeah, I don't believe in that. I think those are just right. wonkers. Like, I don't think they, that's how we're supposed to use it. But I'm like, yeah, I think uh, speaking in tongues and prophecy can be used for today. And like, I like that you said in, in other parts of the world, it's probably a lot more common than from over here. And probably needed. Like, I think
1: of hmm. in Scripture where... Um, I guess I'm thinking of Moses in front of Pharaoh as my first thought. It's like there were signs needed, but they, um, you know, the prophets of Pharaoh produced similar signs and there was a difference in that, you know, what Moses was doing was backed by, of course, the power of God. And I thought about that in relation to some work I had done in the Philippines. I lived there for a little bit and just with, just with, seeing different things that it's, like, um, pretty dark stuff. There's mm. there's just, like, yep. pretty dark witchcraft that happens. Um, nothing like I've seen here, really. And then um, very strong men in the faith. This one person that w- had lived there for years, his name was Ian, and just this 73-year-old kindest man who devoted his life to living amongst these folks and almost, like, counter and i just i remember that clearly when we were thinking about um this yesterday uh kind of visioning that like hey no listen like the the power of god is different and and it it works in this way and it's not like he did miracles but i think the miracle there that i remember seeing is someone delivered from this lie or this the shadow of darkness that they were believing because there was this light brought in and i remember thinking about like oh my goodness i I think that's miraculous because someone was able to be delivered from darkness. And I thought mm. about that more thinking like, I think miracles happen today and we just don't recognize them anymore. We just say like, Oh, that we, I think we've taken hmm. faith in God uh, uh, and that ability to yeah. accept that gift for granted. And we don't call it miraculous anymore. We don't mm. call it Yep. when someone comes to a saving knowledge of Christ because they've accepted this gift of grace through faith that, that we just think that's par for the course. And yep. I think that's a huge challenge because I don't think it is.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's become like, well, unless my leg grows out, that's the only kind of miracle that like counts. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm I'm being kind of cheeky because I, I just that drives me crazy. I can do that. I had someone yank on <laughs> yeah, my yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was
1: the, the worst experience of my life as far as. But yeah, like
0: the miracles that happen, you know, every day. Well, like even a miracle, a miracle is just something that, uh, you know, wouldn't happen unless God intervened, essentially, right? right? Something that doesn't normally happen just with human mm-hmm. intervention. So, yeah, anytime someone's comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus, that's like a pretty huge miracle that God like opened their eyes. Um, so I think, yeah, we have this. It's funny. We have this view of the spiritual gifts that because they're spiritual, they have to be so so over the top, sure, and showy, and, and that's kind of what Paul's the whole point of writing in Corinthians is like. Nope, stop doing that. Like, yeah. but even if it was funny, as I've explained my view of the gifts, I've uh, I've I've had people say to me, "It's how did they word it? It's got it's got to be more miraculous than that." Right. So like the prophecy thing, like someone, I basically said my view of prophecy when it talks about in, in chapter 14, that prophecy is meant to encourage and upbuild and console or, or for consolation for the body. And I think, uh, when we've, we've taken prophetic words to be like, for some reason, Cam, I feel like next week. This is going to happen to you. And we've essentially turned it into like fortune telling, which I don't think the New Testament gift of prophecy is that at all. I think it's like, okay, the Holy Spirit impresses on me that I need to say something to you that will uh, build you up and encourage you or console you. So if you're, you know, let me just use a real practical example. You're going through stuff with your dad who's not doing well. And it's like, if all of a sudden the Holy Spirit impressed upon me. You need to go and encourage and console Cameron with this. And mm-hmm. I would encourage you and you would go, man, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. Like that I think is what a prophetic word is. But I've, I had people who were like, it just, eh, we're just like encouraging people. It just, and I'm like, no. but, but you got to see like how yeah, it's something that that person needs at that exact moment. But I think we've kind of taken it as, well, unless I'm telling them something about them that like, No one would know that has to be. But you
1: wouldn't know that ahead of time. And that's what makes it miraculous. Yeah. Because that happened to me when I was in um, treatment. I was there for a year and a half and it was the best and the worst time of my life at the same time. And I remember a Saturday night going to bed and, and having a dream. And I can remember it so vividly that I was given these options. And I just remember like one option was just going back to some family stuff and going back to some relationship stuff that was never really good and the other option was like i just saw this group of people that i didn't recognize and and i kind of got the impression that it was like following god to maybe new people And and i sat about that and i was feeling pretty in the slums thinking about leaving which most people do when they're there and i went to this new church and a woman uh whose husband i knew but I'd only seen her a couple times and there was a group of us, 25 of us, that walks in and we're in the foyer waiting for church to start. And she comes up to me and she says, hey, listen, I know you're going through a lot of stuff and that the Lord is really trying to give you some guidance right now. Just be still. Just listen. And, and she had no idea yeah, yeah. that I'm like wrestling in my head about this uh, quite vivid dream I was navigating. And I just I don't even think I said much to her like, thank you. But you go and sit down. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Like,
0: what why me
1: this group why this woman who i hardly know and she was so gentle and not weird you know what i mean like and you know what's funny is she probably could have put her hand on everyone and it probably would have meant something to them Mm -hmm. but i truly believe that it was exactly like you say what was encouraging most for me in that moment yeah based on some struggles i had been going through yeah. and i just you know thank you god like and i mm-hmm. never even thought about that being oh my goodness this woman she's is a prophet gifted in that <laughs> but there may be a fine line between a gifted and timely encourage or someone that spends time in the word and is really mindful about the needs of others around them and listens to the holy spirit for that prompting cuz i yeah. think that many of us may get it we just may brush it off yeah and so um I don't think it's weird, and I, I think it's relevant and necessary for today. And I think it's different than being an encourager, like because generally with encouragement you'd see something and you'd acknowledge
0: it. And I think in this, this is more like you, I don't know why I'm. It supposed is a heartfelt to. impression. It's like yeah.
1: you know the Holy Spirit has really been <clears throat> something has been it yeah. has impressed me to the point of having to you know veer off the path that I was on for the day and come out of my way to yeah. to give this message to you and i think that that happens more than we
0: yeah it it would be different than like i know circumstances going in that going on in that person's life and just being a good friend i'm just going to go encourage them this is more like i don't know why i'm supposed to do this but and i've heard so many stories from people in our own church that like you know they they drive by and then they see someone uh from the church walking and as they drive by it's like the holy spirit you need to just like stop and go pray with them Mm -hmm. and they're like why i don't know why and then and then it's exactly like what how did you know that so i've experienced this when um like a few years ago there's a lady that goes to our church that (laughs) and it makes me laugh because she she would be more someone who's like just very reserved and like the bible's all we need which like i agree but just more like maybe even like, I don't think those kind of crazy things happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, she shared this story. Like she had a dream uh, and in her dream, it was this woman's face that she didn't know. And it was just kind of like, like, I don't remember all the details, but it was the dream of like the woman just being in a really bad place and like needing to know that God loved her and hadn't uh, hadn't abandoned her. And, And then she woke up and was like, that was weird. Why this random woman that I don't even know? Mm -hmm. And then she came to church and she walked in and like, there's the woman Hmm. standing. And she's like, oh my goodness, that's the woman that I just dreamt about. And went over to her because she just felt like I need to do this and said like, okay, this is going to sound really bizarre. But I had a dream about you last night and I just have to uh, share that I think blah, 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 blah. And the woman just kind of like burst out crying and had been going through all this terrible stuff. And then this lady was able to like encourage her. So you go like, I struggle that we're like, well, the gifts have ceased when like you just hear countless stories. What is that then? Like, it's not demonic because like, why would demons want us to encourage each other and strengthen our faith? Like you just go, it seems like this miraculous thing that happens. No, I think the problem then is and you can weigh in, like, do you think then, you know, our charismatic Pentecostal brothers and sisters, do they just make that the focus then? The gifts, the gifts are the focus. I don't in scripture I don't even see them being the focus. It's kinda no. like, Praise God, they happen, but the focus is Jesus and the gospel and
1: That's definitely the the faith tradition that I was. Yeah, raised you grew up in, and, and and it was very, very much um Tugging on those emotional heartstrings in the moment with no real evidence of change and no real evidence of of um, any like real deep reasoning behind some of these efforts. And I I um, think of my own life and and I had a pretty tragic accident at 19 and I was all busted up and I just remember, yeah, my leg being tugged on afterwards and like just this elaborate Mm -hmm. prayers. And I remember thinking I can walk. It, yeah i'm good it, it took <laughs> it took 10 months and a long time in a wheelchair but like i can walk and that's pretty good oh but you got a little limp you know we're gonna have to fix that and I'm like i don't know like I, I just remember thinking i can walk like i'm pretty like, yeah that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome <laughs> um and you know my my wife a number of years ago getting sick and i remember really being torn um and i've shared it before but that yeah. that prayer of like i want complete healing for her but at that time I thought that could mean, because of the terrible and wrong diagnosis at that time, that she could pass away. And so I remember, I think I talked to you and and, and another friend just saying, like, I think I just want to pray for, like, 85% healing. Yeah, so then she stays here. (laughs) And it's so funny, but I just, you know, it was really impressive upon me in the past where this person was just like, I'm going to be healed today. And he had terminal cancer. He's like, I'm just going to be in the face of Jesus. So all my prayers come true and it's miraculous. Yeah. And that was really wild because he was a charismatic pastor who then, you know, then aligned him more of his his uh, Christian worldview on the reality of the Bible and the promises <coughs> of the Bible and realigned his idea of what's miraculous and what's miraculous is today I'm receiving healing. It just may be mm. in the face of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, I actually remembered uh, going through this season of thinking of miraculous in the sense of healing. And I was thinking about like the body's natural ability to heal when it cuts. And I'm like, that's it's pretty, pretty miraculous, <laughs> yeah. And and then I I remember going into a, a bit of a different uh, layer contextually, thinking like, then why do we try to rush that through spontaneous miracles? And I and I think that that was is the biggest challenge with the North American churches. We just want the here now mentality. Mm-hmm. We layer that with the miraculous, and we mm-hmm. don't consider the fact that our bodies are so um, incredibly designed that. Uh, you know, even medical doctors sometimes look at a situation and be like, "How is that possible?" So, you know, when someone recovers over the course of months, when they think years, or when someone mm-hmm. bounces back from something, when, and they they have prayer around them, we don't look at that as miraculous. We kind of maybe chalk that up to medical intervention, or we. So I think that sometimes we may need to shake our filter a little bit and remind ourselves yeah. of what is truly. Um, miraculous in the sense of healing but also in the sense of prophecy and just jumping back i guess i've had people ask me like how do i exercise my spiritual gifts or how do yeah, i yeah you know condition them to be more in tune and i was thinking about prophecy after sunday and how you reminded the congregation that really 90 percent of those the prophetic efforts in the bible were looking back and remind, yeah. reminding people like what god has done and the good the good promises and the ones that are a little more um, mm-hmm. weighty. <laughs> yep. And that could be a good place to start. So when you're when you're working or walking alongside someone struggling to to be constantly reminding them, listen, don't you remember you know, don't you remember that woman in Kelowna, Cameron, that encouraged you and reminded yep. you and they were in God's center to you? Like that would be the encouragement today if I were to be dealing with something similar and you know, you, because you know the story, say, well, don't you remember yep. how God has been there yep. throughout these years? Like that would be if you are someone that wants to exercise or condition your spiritual gift. Sure. Uh, remind folks of what you know God has done in their life because those prophets in Israel knew, they knew the promises, they were a witness to them. They would have been children growing up under the, the veil of that covenant. Mm-hmm. And so then when blessed by God, they were just, yeah, turning back, reminding, reminding yeah. what God had done.
0: I think that's why Paul can say in 1 Corinthians 14, like, man, I want you guys all to prophesy. So if you right. so if you take it as like, oh, he wants us all to predict the future, that would be like a gong show sure. <laughs> of a church service. Sure. This is going to happen tomorrow. No, I think this is going to happen. So I think if prophecy is like a word of uh, that given, you know, it says uh, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Well, of course he would want us all to do that. Like, why? who wouldn't want that? Right. And if it's like just being, like, listen, like, hearing the Holy Spirit and obeying his, like, nudgings and promptings, uh, I get why Paul's like, man, you guys should all be doing this. Like, just yeah. love each other and listen to the Holy Spirit. And then, like you just said, remind each other of what God's done in the past. And then, uh, y- you know, pray for one another, encourage one another through the word, like... But I don't know it's just like as I've talked with people like and I'm repeating myself but it's just like we just say well that just doesn't seem like miraculous enough or even speaking in tongues I I think that it's you know languages that God but I had someone say like it can't just be that it's got to be crazier than that to be a spiritual gift Mm -hmm. I'm like why that's pretty miraculous that you would speak a language that you don't know like the challenge of most of these the
1: source of most of these thoughts um even leading towards those now who might be more of that cessationalist, like I don't think it's necessary anymore. That worldview may be a little bit narrow. Um, And I would Mm. challenge that by thinking if you are one who looks at the fact that we have this wonderful opportunity to be a part of this church family, we have the miracle and gift of the Bible, front to back, leather bounded that we're able to use to propel our faith. There's more breathing human beings on the earth without that mm. than there are with that, and mm-hmm. so the miraculous, the 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 bravery needed to to take the gospel, not the Bible, the gospel, because the Bible is not available to every human being yeah, right now, totally, uh, as it's printed and sitting on our all of our desks at home or our kitchen tables. That's not available to more living human beings than it is available, yeah. And so these missionaries, empowered by the strength and bravery from the Holy Spirit to deliver a message that could get them killed or captured or or imprisoned Mm -hmm. is miraculous. Mm -hmm. And those people lost, whether it's in other deep religions that are oppressive, need courage through likely miracle or an impartation of the Holy Spirit that allows them to maybe step out of uh, a Muslim uh, situation or a very uh, oppressive uh, religion. I think of... I think of Papua New Guinea, for an example, and and other uh, North uh, Indonesia and in places where the gospel is delivered by people, uh, not in a leather bound Bible, but Mm -hmm. in their minds and their hearts through oral story and miracles are necessary in some of those things because witchcraft is very real. Hmm. And so I I always caution uh, a worldview that is uh, is uh, narrow. Yeah. Because I don't think you can have a decent worldview unless you spend time appreciating the uh, complexities of the gospel being delivered to humanity today in t- 2023. Because it's not I can I can appreciate in Fort Saint John if you grew up in a Christian home, a loving home, or, or even not that loving, but you've always had that ability to speak freely of the gospel, um, and you've had access to modern medicine, and you've not been living below the poverty line. Mm-hmm that your worldview may not n- be necessarily impacted by the miraculous. You may not need it. Right. And so that, and I, you know, I say that kind of on tip of my tongue, like it's thinking out loud, but um, I've had the blessing of being able to study world cultures over the last four years. And I'm always reminded of how blessed we are and how
0: mm-hmm. complex
1: the gospel sharing is around the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. It's funny because like as I think about the cessationist point of view, which is kind of like, we have the Bible now, it's all we need, which again, I don't I don't disagree. I, like yeah, it's great. Um, but if that is the argument, that was
1: my point. Like we yeah. have the Bible, but humanity doesn't have the Bible yet. Right. So, like, how could that be all?
0: And I think they, yeah. they, it comes from a point of view of like, well, God's not giving like revealing new secret sure. things, which I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with. But it's, it's funny to me because as I've studied and talked with people, you can't support the cessationist point of view from scripture because which they hold up as like scripture is the most important, which I'm like, yeah, but it's just funny to me as I've had conversations, as I've looked, there is no, there is no verse or even a hint of a verse. That's like, yeah, some of these gifts are going to pass away. You can't argue from scripture that that's true, which I don't know. It's kind of, it, maybe it's just me. I just find that kind of comical that like, I think I heard the argument though, that the disciples were sent out mm -hmm. by
1: Jesus with the command of doing more, but there's no evidence that those disciples told
0: anyone else to do the same thing. So I think that was like an argument from silence kind of thing. Like it is an argument from
1: silence because the flip side is, well, there's no verse saying that it goes on forever. And I'm like, well, there is a verse saying that you're going to go on and do greater things. And what are those greater things? You're going to reveal the gospel to humanity. And it's really become my prayer in recent years when dealing with, family members or friends who it doesn't seem like they're following God. And I can't understand why for, for, for you know, it's become my prayer that God reveal yourself to them in a way that they're not able to deny in a way that yeah. speaks to them and makes sense to them. Like you did to me, the, 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 the miracle that happened when I was able to accept the gift of faith and grace through repentance was it, it's because he made himself, yeah he revealed himself to me, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And he, he's done that throughout scripture in fascinating in different ways, through fire, through smoke, through animals, through rocks, through blindness, through death, through plagues. And so it's, I think an important prayer that we always are reminded that the Lord will reveal himself in a number of ways. And to Mm -hmm. suggest that it's only through this one way that we have is a very narrow and limiting and, and maybe problematic view because I think God will reveal himself through miracles in the jungles of Tanzania that he would mm-hmm. do differently in the city of Fort St. John. Totally. And that could be water from a rock. Like there it could be something a prayer that is answered and that's miraculous to turn folks to a, a, that saving <coughs> knowledge through faith. That's necessary in that. So yeah, there is no evidence of that will stop. What is evident throughout the entire Bible is God reveals Himself differently in different seasons to different Mm. people in a way that's meaningful and makes sense in that space of time. Mm. So to and and I love the argument because it's we have in one uh, breath saying God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We we truly believe that, Mm -hmm. but today He's going to reveal Himself in this way, not like He did yesterday (laughs) and forever. And that's a really problematic place uh, to land because it's like, well, you are now putting God in a box that you
0: understand. So do you think like, because like most Christians in North America, we, we read, I shouldn't say most, lots of Christians in North America read like cool missionary stories. I remember growing up reading like crazy things that happen. And I don't know, do you think it's just cuz of a North American where like, well, oh, that can't actually happen over here. I've never heard a Christian be like, yeah, those people's are those people are nuts. That didn't actually happen. Right. But we're like, but it won well, it wouldn't. God doesn't speak like that. But it but do you see what I'm trying to say? It's like we hold both that yeah. are contradictory. No, God doesn't do that anymore. And yet those stories over there are pretty cool. And it's like, how can you, is it a North American thing? I I do believe so. And I'm reminded again of uh, being in
1: this program, this Christian nonprofit recovery center. There was almost 50 of us there living there and there was no money. There was no government funding because it was very evangelical. And... There was no food for a while. Like, donations stopped coming in. And I remember the program director, Adam, is like, you boys better be praying because we're not, there's no money to go buy. I remember um, pouring milk and it was November. And that milk just kept on not not spoiling. And, like, we had lots of jugs of milk it, that were expired. It was, it was
0: me. I kept changing out
1: the milk. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> but I remember um, thinking, like, and he's like, we're not, we're not buying food and and so portions were rationed and we i remember it was actually miraculous for us because in that in that time it was like this shouldn't like this food should have spoiled i remember leftovers going for a long time and it, it might seem silly but that's cool in that moment it was like yeah there is no we didn't pay anything to go there yeah um and i just remember him saying like we're not we're not also we're not beggars we're gonna trust that god is gonna yeah do that we're gonna go and work for it we'll try to yeah, it was a bit more... There's a lot of layers to that story, but I just remember that milk now as you're speaking and just never spoiling. And every morning we poured into our bowl of
0: like, cereal. Hey, no chunks today. No, and literally <laughs> every <laughs> that's day. That's
1: so crazy. And um, I know that's a, a silly example, but... No, but it's that's just, cool. Um, but
0: even the missionary stories you read that these miraculous things happen, but then they don't go like, hey, we should go on the TBN network and start to... No, it's no. like... I think the the issue is when then we just start chasing after. Man, it was so cool. Now I I need to see that every day. It's mm-hmm. like no, I think when it when the gifts become the focus or the miraculous becomes the focus, then we've kind of missed the point. And maybe that's why so many people are so hesitant. Like, uh And I even shared on Sunday, like, you know, the gifts of healing, Paul didn't start a healing ministry. He Mm -hmm. was just like, great. Sometimes God heals through me and sometimes he doesn't like, and yet I, I think if we just had a balanced, you know, view of the gifts and the miraculous, we're not supposed to chase after them. Like, Mm -hmm. but that's why we, you hear things like Bethel and we're going to chase after the miraculous and chase after revival. I'm like, well, I think you've missed the point. And no wonder people are like, I don't want anything to do with that. I agree. I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. But why, yeah. you know, I, we've prayed, uh, you know, there was times w- I can remember two examples. We prayed for healing for a guy with cancer and he went in for surgery uh, and they were trying to cut the tumor out. And the doctor's uh, comment was, as I like kind of opened him up and I saw the tumor, he heard like a, and the tumor just kind of like popped off. The whole mm-hmm. thing and he's like that's when doctors are careful to be like it was a miracle he's like i've never seen that before sure, yeah but there's a guy that we laid hands on we prayed for and the next day his tumor just like kind of popped off and came out and it was like what and then we've prayed for people who uh you know there was complications their child in the womb okay it's not it's not looking good when he's born he's and we prayed that that god would heal this child and the child died mm-hmm. so you kind of like you you see both like, right. So God miraculously answered our prayers one time and then he didn't the other time. But we didn't go like, I've lost my gift of healing. It's like, no. Yeah. Like, so
1: that's a thought that's not super popular. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say it anyway, because I've really had to struggle with this. And it's a story out of a Vancouver, too, of a friend who was. Uh, young girl pregnant, and um, the ba- same story. It's not looking so hot for the baby. And um, my friend Aaron and others were in the hospital room in Vancouver, and they're just praying, or uh, praying, and then just singing uh, to this mom. She was like 14 or 15. Wow. And they're just around her, holding her, just singing hymns, praying with her, and the baby dies. And there's no wailing. Hmm. There's no mm-hmm. um, outbursts there's quiet tears yeah there's more prayer the nurses are floored flabbergasted like what yes. the actual heck is going on and i remember the story of my friend aaron who's a pastor down there just coming out and saying this this baby for its entire life on earth it's still alive mm-hmm. was sung over prayed for this baby had the best life hmm. out of any of us hmm. and now is completely healed in glory so We're sad that we won't get to walk alongside this person, but this person was miraculously healed. Yeah. And that's a really, and I'm very careful with that because it's so painful. But also scripture shows us examples of where we're blessed with the miraculous in the moment. And we still struggle as Christians knowing that we're going to glory, thinking of someone in glory. Yep. Not being healed. Hmm. It's like, I'm not sure because there's not... Yeah,
0: God didn't answer our prayers. Well, he, well, he kind of did.
1: Or did he? And that was a struggle with Tatiana. Like, yeah. I don't want her to be in glory today. I want to grow old with her and watch our kids grow. And ha- But that is such yeah. a human, but a little bit of selfish prayer. And <laughs> yeah, he's gone off the rails a little bit, but Francis Chen did it really well in his book, a uh, marriage book, where the whole first yes, chapter was right. you're idolizing everything except for the fact that today you should want to be with jesus hmm. and that's a really hard thing to to wrestle yeah yeah but I, i'll never forget that you know today i'm gonna be with jesus and i'll be 100 healed and that is the promise of the bible yeah. because there's no scripture that says and today i was thinking about this the healings in the bible and what made them more scandalous was the fact that Grace, faith, and forgiveness were on the tail end of the miracle, so it's not even like those yeah. in the day were super upset about the act of the miracle. It was mostly that Jesus Sabbath says, real-
0: "Yeah, your sins are forgiven." They're
1: like, "What?" Oh, yeah, that that is that is scandalous. But we're not even doing that in the charismatic movement today. We're just we're just going for the show and not saying, "Oh, by the way, uh-huh. uh, yeah." A sanctified life of repentance is necessary also yeah by the way <laughs> yeah part two <laughs> yeah part yeah.
0: two yeah. well yeah so hopefully that's i don't know i've enjoyed it at least interesting but i i would encourage you if if you can come to church for the next four or five weeks because that's basically the topic for the next while yeah because we're going to slowly make our way the rest of chapter 12 this week 13 14 Because I think Paul gives a really good, balanced view of, especially uh, speaking in tongues, prophecy, but all the gifts. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we do this? Because that was the issue in Corinth that we're seeing. It was kind of like, my gift's better than yours, and watch how great I can be, and blah, 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 and just pride. And they were abusing all their gifts. And So if you don't have a church, you can come to ours or listen online. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to, I don't know, have a broader conversation about and that. And we may do that over the coming weeks unless yeah.
1: uh, viewer que- or listener questions are submitted. But I think through some of these sermon series where people I think want, hey, it'd be nicer if it was more than 45 minutes. I don't know if know a lot of people. Are yeah, yeah, to, yeah. But, <laughs> but I know once people go home uh, and they process um, yeah. and then in the coming days, think about maybe have questions that they're not comfortable answering. Maybe we can do that here. Or
0: yeah, send us questions from the, from the sermon. Totally. If, yeah. Even if you, or like disagreements, hey, have you thought about this or that? And we can try and unpack them on here. So it's good. Episode 120, I'm going to go take my kid to volleyball practice because the college scouts are there, grade five. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and uh, have a good week. We'll talk to you next time.